Good morning. It's your Friday, the 3rd of June. Woo. And Michael... Oh my God, Sam. the big surface. I, I am here in person. <laughs> I cannot believe it. And it's important to know that this is my first ever time in the brand new studio. So very excited for the show today, my friend. Wow, a new era. Um, um, I forgot, Paddy's not with us this week. Um, maybe not. not be for a few weeks, but that's okay. Uh, we are ready for a big morning and uh, hot off the press. Well, well, let's just tuck straight into the sports. Go straight into it. Let's do the headlines. So what have you got for us first up? First up, I am, like many Australians and people around the world, massive Shane Warne fan. Tragedy struck us this year when Shane Warne was taken way too soon. But as you know, over in England, despite how fiery and fierce the Ashes are, UK did pay their respects to Shane Warne last night where they did a 23-second standing ovation. As you know, Shane Warne, 23 was his number. Always wore it in World Cups and uh, limited forms of the game. And home of cricket, Lords, 23-second standing ovation at the 23rd over. New Zealand was struggling at the time. Six for 36, yet everyone just paused and paid respect to the great, great man who, of course, did absolute wonders over in the UK. It was a beautiful moment. And uh, just to quickly recap those scores overnight, Sam, it was New Zealand were bowled out for 132, and then England are currently at stumps, 7 for 116. So 17 wickets falling on day one. Uh, Also in the news this morning, um, the Brisbane Lions are looking at a venue for the next couple of years because the Gabba is going to be redeveloped for the uh, Gold Coast Olympic Games. Am I right? Brisbane, sorry. Brisbane, Brisbane. yeah, 2032. Um, and so they've realised we're not going to have a home for a while, for a few seasons. So Don't, move the Tasmania. A few Don't move in the Tasmania. Don't move in the Tasmania. So, I, I, I mean, simple solution for me maybe is, you know, Gold Coast for, Metricom, for games. Yeah. yeah, just, you know, interchange that while they're playing away and then mm. maybe even some further games up north, although we have seen <laughs> the... Um, St Kilda Port Adelaide game. It's the the humidity creates for some disastrous results. I mean, it was a close game, but very slippery, wet game. And if that's the brand of footy, so I don't know. Uh, they're figuring that out. Um, and I'm, I'm just trying to think. Mate, are there some like local grounds that are good enough that they could host lo- locally in Brisbane? Maybe some you know grassroots because occasionally we you know we have the Ballarat games with the, the Western Bulldogs. So maybe something along those lines, but. The problem with Queensland, most of those grounds up there are rectangle, not oval. <laughs> I was going to say, like RM Williams, you know, underneath the shed. I don't know if yeah. they could uh, turn that little uh, horse arena into a, into a football stadium, full-fledged football stadium. Yeah, Kazali Stadium, you're right, up in Cairns. Um, you know, St Kilda are inaccurate at the best of times, but that certainly didn't help their cause that night. So very slippery conditions up there. So, yeah, it's a really good call-out. Maybe some local stadiums can take the mantle um, for the team that's going quite nicely at the moment in the top four, Brisbane. But, yeah, that's certainly not going to help their matters too much. Do you know when they have to relocate? Um... Uh, I don't know. I need to check that up. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully after September. <laughs> yes, um, but I'm pretty sure it's it will be... Maybe midweek. Oh, this is just a guess. Mid-year next season. Yeah. Uh, this season's safe. Um, good, good for them. But it, it, it does. I mean, we all experienced the movement a couple of years ago. Maybe Brisbane, to the latter effect, that they didn't really get to do that when when we all went up into the hub mm. uh, over COVID and how that affect different teams and stuff. So, but I'm sure they'll be fine. They're a good side, Brisbane. 
They are. Stan, big call, just quickly. Yes. Do they move back to Fitzroy for a season? Well, they could play some games down <laughs> Mel- Melbourne down here. Uh, I mean, they've probably got... It's probably their third biggest home... Second biggest home base, fans in Melbourne. Um, I'm trying to think of the... Uh, what's what's the road... Um, Brunswick Street? Yeah, Oval? I think so. I think so. Not sure of the condition these days. No. But the, the fans are certainly very passionate in that area, so they'd love to see it. Mm. <laughs> um... Next to... Oh, and if you had been around Fed Square, there was a giant boxing ring, and it's boxing fever at the moment. It is, isn't it? Um, the undisputed Australian champion George Cambosis Jr. faces off with American superstar Devin Honey. Uh, epic boxing, boxing match at Marvel Stadium on Sunday, the most anticipated event of 2022. Um, and so he's 20... Uh, and undefeated with 10 knockouts versus Devon the Dream Haney, uh, who's 27 uh, wins, 15 knockouts. So this has pretty much put um, Cambosis Jr. on the world stage if he, if he gets past this uh, fight. They're expecting, I think, about 40,000 at Marvel Stadium wow. on Sunday, which I think break, uh, breaks records uh, for a boxing fight. But it just, just does make me wonder, like, uh, I mean, my eyesight's not very good, but to watch in an arena that big, uh, like, such a small thing. I, I know they had the, the basketball there a few mm. years ago. Did you go to that or? I didn't, but yeah, certainly that's going to be tough. It, especially, you know, when you're up on level three, you cannot see, you know, the absolute centre square all that well. So yeah. it's going to be a real struggle if they're going to open that tier. Hopefully they just keep it on the ground and maybe level one, level two. So it does give, you know, a broader discussion into that stuff. I know it's all about making money and, you know, <laughs> selling tickets and stuff. But the fan experience, like, mm. if you. Make it, I know. I mean, the second biggest probably arena they could put that in is Rod Laver, That's which true. they could probably I think get double in there now. But mm. I mean, when you think of fan experience, when fans are going to fork out that a lot of money and then not have a good experience, I, I don't know. M- m- maybe it's just. I mean, maybe it's just my. <laughs> I'd say not good. People might not have a problem with it, uh, especially with the new uh, sexy screens in there. That's <laughs> uh, very true. That's very true. They're quite large, aren't they? So perhaps they do have it there. I mean, they'd probably be able to get more fans in there as opposed to Rod Labor Arena, and they have had big concerts there in the past. But you're right, spectacle like boxing, you're going to have to fork out quite a bit of money if you want ringside tickets. <laughs> um, any other news before we head to our first break? Well, the in the NRL, the Cowboys bet the Titans, the Gold Coast Titans, comfortably. Uh, it was looking quite close at one stage where it was six to twelve, but then uh, the Cowboys ran away with it quite comfortably, uh, thirty-two to six in the end. I'll tell you what. One thing that caught my eye, Sam, was just how um, how well the players you know, actually connect and communicate with the fans post-game. I mean, obviously, it's quite a brutal sport, NRL, but, you know, we saw images of the players going to fans, going to uh, disabled fans as well that were in the crowd and and giving them a lot of time post-game. And I just think that's a wonderful, you know, NRL at times is uh, is criticised for, you know, the personalities of some of these players and and a lot of the off-field issues. But considering... You know, seeing that it's it's a great optic for the for the sport, and uh, just wonderful that the players are able to do that after the the heat of a battle. Yep, it definitely is. Now, good to see. We're going to get to our first track this morning before we come back and talk about the NBA Finals. Uh, game one of seven kicks off this morning at 11 a.m. We're playing basketball. Oh yes! Wow, this is this is great. I mean, my team. <laughs> 
completely fell off the wagon a couple of weeks ago against the Boston Celtics, so I totally know how your team? Miami Heat are feeling. I nice. am a Milwaukee Buck, and... Oh, we had some success. Yes, 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 we did. <laughs> I'm glad I've got another buck in the studio here. <laughs> this is fantastic. We're going to have to talk more oh, after I'm the show. Oh, not a buck. I was just saying... Uh, I thought you said no, we. No, oh, no, sorry. no, there you go. Selective hearing. I just want to get all of our supporters <laughs> together and, and just mourn the loss of uh, not going back-to-back, Sam. But, yeah, I definitely know how the Miami Heat are feeling. They got oh so close. They went all the way against the Celtics. Uh, best of seven. Uh, of course, the Celtics winning 4-3 to three in a thrilling series. And I've got to ask you, Sam, you know, it always comes up about most voted players and, you know, who's the best player of the series. And Jimmy Butler can put his hand or hold his head up high for the Miami Heat. He was one of the best players throughout the series, and he almost carried Miami Heat across the, across the line. But can you be, I know in the AFL it's a little bit different, but can you be the most voted player in a series and be on the losing side of the mantle, in your opinion? Oh, it's always hard. Um, I mean, how many times in a grand final has the... Um, oh, God, what's the award? Uh, Norm Smith. Norm Smith. How yes. many times has the Norm Smith gone to a wayside? Yeah, it's uh, not too often. Side. It's not, not too, too often. often. Probably so. Nathan Buckley's the only one that comes to mind at the stage. Yeah, and, right. you know, do you count Lenny Hayes in a, in a drawn grand mm. final? Probably not. So it doesn't happen too often. Uh, I, I feel like... If you are, you have to be exceptionally well. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, you might play that good in the winning side and get it, but in a losing side, you've just got to do that most unbelievable thing because you're going up against a whole team that has just defeated that team, so you've really got to... So I think uh, it's hard, but... Um, if, 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 yeah, if it blew your... What, what do you think? Do you think he should have got it? Um, I think it was a good decision to give it to, you know, a player on the Celtics. I just think as good as Jimmy Butler was, he wasn't great in some of the games and he was injured throughout the series. So, I mean, the fact that he was able to put up good scores despite being injured was, was a hell of an effort. But, I mean, ultimately, that three right at the end of that last game falls short and... Miami Heat don't get through. So I think, yeah, you've got to give it to a Celtics player. Jimmy Butler plays exceptionally well, but in those two games um, that he didn't play well in, cost him eventually. So, yeah, I think it was a good call to give it to a Celtics player. So the Heat go through. Uh, sorry. No, they don't. <laughs> the Boston Celtics go through. They um, wish. 4-3. Um, 100-96 in that final game. Yeah, it's close. over a little... little um, Mini series to get in. How do you think it was as a spectacle, like of close games? Oh, brilliant! Like really, really brilliant spectacle. And the fact that the Heat took a game off the Celtics and then went to their home ground for that final game. I mean, it looked like the Heat were going to pull off something quite remarkable. Considering you know, you'd probably say that the Celtics were the informed team and the team that were favourites to get to the finals. But yeah, it was a great series. You know, Miami Heat had so many different injury niggles, yet they managed to fight through and nearly took it off the Celtics. So it was a great effort from them. I think I think it just sets up a wonderful final series. I mean, let's talk about the Warriors. Wow, they're so- back. Golden State Warriors back in 120 to 110 over the Mavericks. They win 4 1 in that series, so it's pretty it was pretty much these. over pretty quickly. It was. Um, and there, well, I'm trying to think, look, looking back at the Warriors, how many years ago when they were. 
It was 2018. Can you believe that? Oh, that's long. Four oh. years. Okay, that is a long time. But weren't they dominant in that time, Sam? I mean, they they won, of course, a couple of those series against the Cavs were just spectacular, of course. LeBron James playing in those series against the almighty Seth Curry. I mean, they were they were amazing series. But I think this is a stat worth, worth noting. Um First two games on the road in this series in California. So Golden State are currently 9-0 and zero at home. If they win this first game of the series, they are going to break records. Wow. No one has ever won 10 at home in playoff games without a defeat. So that would be huge if they were to do it, and I'm tipping them to do so. And the last time Boston were crowned was 2008, so a long time between uh, popping the champagne. It has been, it has been. I, I don't think there's any players from that era that are currently playing in this in this Celtic side, so it's a completely new era, but, you know, they'd be eyeing off a dynasty. They're a very good side. They've been hugely dominant this, this year, and it's a good time for the Celtics, <laughs> let's put it that way, and just in all sports, isn't it? Yeah, so game one um, at 11am this morning, ESPN... Huge. What are your thoughts? Warriors get the first home game to kick it off. What are your initial thoughts on this? Look, it's fantastic to see Clay Thompson, who was a big part of that 2018 team, back. Um, he played the second half of that series against the Mavs and doesn't look like he's really missed a beat. And, of course, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, there is experience from that 2018 push of the Golden State Warriors. Um, I am backing them in in California. I think that they can get that historical 10th win in a row, but I just think it's going to be a great series. Uh, Celtics are going to be very hard to beat on their home floor, so um, yeah, look out for that. But yeah, I'm going to say Golden State pretty comfortably in this first game. Okay, I will turn the tables. I'm going to go Celtics. Yeah. Um, 10 straight. That just, there's just something about that. Uh, sounds magical. Yeah, it does. Uh, and it seems like, you know, in sport often, it can be a bridge too far, particularly if that's on their whiteboard before the game. I'm sure it'll be on the Boston Celtics whiteboard to make sure, hey, let's knock them off before they beat history. The Celtics, um, the mascot, what's their mascot again? The Celtics. Um, yeah. it, I think it's like a like a leprechaun, leprechaun. or something, isn't it? Like <laughs> the Irish. So maybe Look at the Irish. <laughs> maybe it's something that uh, that might help them over the line. Just a bit of luck there. I think so. A couple of four-leaf <laughs> clovers outside here at Berkeley. <laughs> oh, okay, so be yes. Good oh, uh, tip off 11am this morning. Get around at game one of seven. Um, and we're going to talk about footy next. Uh, round 12, and it's by round. Uh, whether you like it, it or not, um, <laughs> uh, I can rest, uh, get a bit of rest. You and I both, Sam. Us, us blue baggers and bombers not playing, so I'm going to be enjoying my weekend and hopefully grow back some nails. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's nice to have a breather. That's <laughs> all up next. Ooh. Sam and Michael in the studios. We're having oh. an absolute ball this morning, aren't we, Sammy? Oh, it's so much fun. Oh. On Friday, on, on wintry, blistery conditions outside. <laughs> oh, um, Where else forgotten. would you want to be? Um, <laughs> it is almost forgotten. So keep warm with the sports desk. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new motto for the, 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 rest, the, of stuff. the rest of winter. Absolutely. Um, round 12, the AFL, by round. Uh, so currently, Carlton, Port Adelaide, St Kilda, Essendon, uh, the GWS Giants and the Richmond Tigers all have a week off this week. Gee, I hope we win, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we, Do hope we don't have too those? many injuries sustaining. <laughs> 
Do you remember that? I, I reckon it was about five or six years ago, those those uh, <laughs> versus the bye, and yeah. these absolutely roast teams. Port Adelaide. Yeah. Port Adelaide was the main one. That, that uh, speaks to how long ago it was. Yeah. But they just had this great footage. It was like compilations of all their players like spilling the ball and kicking own goals, and they and end they up having it, an own goal, and they lose. And it, yeah, <laughs> to the they box. cut it to the, the coach's box, and it was just one of those... <laughs> Bunnings, white, plastic chairs just in the empty. Oh, plastic times. So Shout good. out to whoever made that because it's yeah, a rock many job, laughs. Yeah. Friday night. Oh. It is by round, but we've still got a big round ahead. Big round. 7.50 tonight, Marvel Stadium. Western Bulldogs takes on Geelong. Um, and for uh, a whopper game. Yeah, no, I've really been thinking it over. and um, mm, I'm glad you have been. Just look. <laughs> <laughs> It's for a finals finals position that they're both mm. you know fighting for because this top eight is going to be really really, really hard to crack into with so many teams from so many angles. Bailey so, Smith back, Geelong, Gary Rowan, Gary and Rory Stanley out. Francis Evans, Quinton Narkel, and Shannon Neal, and of course Bailey Smith, Jordan Sweet, and Luke Cleary um, out for the Dogs. Uh, look, I'm just going to take the dogs just slightly, just because it is at Marvel, and I think these are games they're not going to want to let slip up um, going forward. It's going to be a nail-biter game, I reckon, within you know, 10, 15 points of a margin, but I'm going to say the dogs for me. I'm actually going to go against you here. I'm going to tip Geelong. I know it is away Geelong. from... Okay. They don't play too many games at Marvel Stadium. They had a decent lead against the Saints, and then they squandered that. Did they and play the Bombs there yet? They haven't. They played them at the MCG ah. round one, and uh, I've tried to get that out of my memory, so thanks for reminding <laughs> me about that one, Sam. <laughs> um, but I think Gary Rowan is very underrated in, and Reece Stanley, look, he may not be the most natural ruckman, but he's really important around the grounds, and uh Takes a really good contestant mark too. So, going to tip Geelong in this one, and I'm going to tip Jeremy Cameron have a really big game. So, uh, tipping the Cats by a couple of goals here. Okay, Cats for you. 7.50 tonight, look out for it. Oh, and of course, Roaming Brian is back. Roaming Brian, <laughs> Brian. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, Saturday afternoon tomorrow, one forty-five from Adelaide Oval. It's the Adelaide Crows taking on the West Coast Eagles. Changes for them. Uh, of course, the Crows have Taylor Walker back oh, in, big. Patrick Parnell, um, Chase Jones, Jordan Butts and Luke Brown out. And uh, for the West Coast Eagles, Shannon Hearn, uh, Jarman Jones and Josh Rotham are out. So correct me if I'm wrong, but with Shannon Hearn coming in, that'll be nine premiership players from 2018 that they'll have in this side to play Adelaide Crows. That's a lot of experience, Sam. Yeah, well, I'm just wondering if this might be the game that... Because I feel mm. like... Uh, I know they've had a shocker and a lot of things have gone wrong, but I just think there'll be some games in these last... Because we're halfway through the season now, pretty much, close to. Mm. Um, this second half of the season, there are going to be a few um, upsets, and I wonder if this might be the start of them. Mm. I don't know if I'm brave enough to uh, tip them. Uh, later doing... Pretty, pretty pretty decent this yeah. season. They've been great. They've been surprising. They've been one of the surprise packets of this season. Yeah, they they have dropped a, a couple of games recently. They had a big loss to GWS at home, which obviously is probably making us think maybe this could go either way. But yeah, Adelaide with Tex Walker back, uh, they had a really great win there against the Tigers earlier in the season. And I think you know with a with a decent crowd there at one forty five, uh, I'm pretty comfortably tipping the Crows here. 
Crows? Crows yeah, for me. I'm going to stick with Crows. Uh, I'm not brave enough to do No, <laughs> I'm not yeah. either. I'm actually not. <laughs> the Battle of the Birds. Um, but I think it, I think also, Paddy, I'm looking at his tips here. He's also tipped Adelaide, so we're all okay. playing it pretty safe. Yeah, I, I got burned a few weeks trying to be <laughs> pick the upsets and behind in the tipping competition now, so I'm trying oh, to play a straight bat. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> got to get some easy Ws. <laughs> Uh, Next to the Gold Coast Suns and North Melbourne from T.O. Stadium, 4.35pm. Darwin! Uh, Second game in a row for Darwin. I know, uh, for the Gold Coast. Almost their home ground. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Roos have had some battering in the media over the last couple of weeks. What? Can't spray anyone anymore, apparently. (laughs) Oh, no, it's... uh, I almost feel sorry for them down the bottom, but knowing how long I've been down there... you know yeah. what it's like. Mm. Yeah, no, keep him there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, North fans. Sorry, North fans. It'll get better um, for you eventually. So, Suns, I'm just trying to track back to last week's. Who the Suns play at T.O.? They played Hawthorne, and I was stupidly <laughs> tipping Hawthorne in that game. Uh, Suns were really impressive in that Sir Doug Nichols round, of course, the second week of Sir Doug Nichols round, and it was just a fantastic spectacle. And can we talk about... I think it's Joel Jeffrey for a yes, moment. Yes, yes. His goal, that, that is almost goal of the year for mine. I, with no Eddie Betts playing, gee, you could almost lock that one in. Oh, it, incredible. I thought he was going to set it up. Do, do you think he was actually having a shot at goal? It, it would, just happened too quick. It just happened too quick. I couldn't pick it up. But incredible. if we can pull them out of nowhere every week, uh, yeah. I mean, and well, they're having an incredible season, the Suns. They, they could make finals. Their run home... I mean, gosh, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, throw the blanket over them. But you know, they 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 only play, I think, three of the current top eight teams in their run home. So I mean, sixty-seven points against Hawthorne, and Hawthorne oh, have been up, good up this and down. But yeah, they have been born. up and down. But hey, it's been the week before. Yeah, to, to <laughs> hard to see. margin like that. Could, could Darwin be the new? <laughs> <laughs> the Gold Coast, um, oh, no one would want to play away oh. game there. Did, did you see the stadium that they proposed as well? I mean, they are pushing hard for a 20th team and it to be a Northern Territory team. Can you imagine how hard it would be for Victorian clubs to go up there every week? My I, word. I like the challenge, though. I, I like, like it that. too. Because, like it you know, too. as you've seen in you know, other sports, you know, the Premier League, further you go up north, the more freezing it gets. <laughs> uh, having, having that kind of thing. I, I, I like that. Um, yeah, so do I. So do I. And I, I love Darwin. Darwin's a great place. My brother lives out there. Shout out to him. It's beautiful conditions. A little bit humid, but dry season now. So um, it'll be it'll be a little bit nicer for for local spectators at least. But gosh, can't they just move the whole the whole round up there, <laughs> defrost the rest of the Melbourne teams? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah, it Who is, is, it is wintry. Ooh, yes, uh, it is. I think Suns. Suns. I think Suns. And I think m- maybe if it was another team, but I think just Suns are in incredible form uh, at the moment. And uh, look, anything's possible this year. It is. Oof. Time's gone by. If it was really, really wet, I'd, I'd tip North Melbourne here just because, you know, both teams can't yeah. score, get their natural game going. North might be able to grit it out with some of those harder, bigger bodies. But yeah, if the conditions are pretty decent and pretty dry, then I'm tipping Gold Coast by. Probably over 50 points in this one as well. Saturday night, 7.25pm from the MCG. Uh, the Melbourne Demons taking on the Sydney Swans. Big clash Saturday night. This is night. a big one. This is a big one. Um, buddy out. I know that straight up before I get the uh, rest of them. Uh, just quickly on, on that. 
on that debacle. What was your opinions on that this week? Well, I know Will Smith got a lot more weeks for that. <laughs> <laughs> but he but he also had a party afterwards, so I'm not sure if uh, Buddy Franklin had a party. Look, the biggest headline, I think, out of this was uh, the AFL's comments um, in the court about it being a cowardly hit, and I certainly... Uh, they, they did withdraw that remark. Right. Um, I certainly don't think it was cowardly. I think, I think if you watch the whole incident unfold... I think Trent Cotchin was, you know, mouthing him quite a bit and giving him a lot of nudges off the ball. So, you know, players don't yeah. just snap like that. There's there's obviously reason for it. Um, it didn't look good, I no. admit. But, you know, Trent Cotchin, credit to him, he didn't flake like some of the other Richmond players. We won't name them. Um, but some of them go down a little bit easily. And uh, it was good that Trent uh, kept his feet. But, yeah, look, I think you've just you got just to give it a... You don't want to see that? No, you don't. You've so. got to stamp it out. You've got yeah. to at least give it a week. It, it's just not a good look for the game. So I think the AFL rightfully um, up, upheld that one-week suspension. But it does hurt the Swans because Lance Franklin out. We know how well he's played at the G in recent years. And, you know, he doesn't play now for at least two weeks because of their buy as well after this game. So yeah, and it's big out. Thinking, I don't know how many seasons, maybe another one more season in him. I don't know. So... Mm. Um, shame for them. Uh, an it interesting is. season for them. Nick Blakely, Blake, Nick Blakely, Nick Blakey comes in, and Joel Amati for them uh, also outs. Uh, Braden Campbell mm. uh, and Matt Roberts for the D's. Oh, a lot Ooh, of changes here. Adam ends. Tomlinson, Kristen Salem, Ed Langton, James Harms, Tom McDonald out. Melksham, Dunstan, Wiedemann. May, uh, Bedford and Rivers. And it's also Kaiser Pickett's 50th game. Wow, hasn't that happened quickly? Yeah. I don't think he's barely missed a game, Sam, in his, in his, in his first couple of seasons. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, gee, Jake Melcham, um, ex-bomber, pretty stiff. After your 200th game, you get omitted the next week. <laughs> <Gee>. <laughs> nice little recognition there. <laughs> but it's good to see Christian Salem back. I mean, you know, um, haven't seen him since the grand final and, um, great to see him back in the, the red and the blue, and Adam Tomlinson as well, another another good defender. So Ed Langdon has been sorely missed, I believe. Um, didn't get to play his old side last week, and yeah, these are really handy ins. Um, yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah. it's good that they've um, flushed a, a bit of the team out because of that. Uh, they just need a bit of a reset. They do. Um, one, so their first loss of the season, 38. I, I don't think anyone else thought they were going to go 23 straight. No. <laughs> too crazy. No, I, too I, crazy. Uh, and I, I still think there will be a few more losses to come for them. There um, will be. I don't know if this Sydney side can do it, though. Um, I'm, of course, missing Franklin. That, that that's, that's a big one. But I, I reckon this game will be closer than people might think. I agree. Um but again, I'm not brave enough. No, <laughs> tip this one. I, I did think about it long and hard, but I'm I'm going to stick with the D's. I think they will bounce back. I am in agreement with you, Sam. Particularly at the MCG Saturday night, big stage. Uh, I think this is going to be a belter. The the Swans did push the D's last season um, at the G. It was quite a close game. Uh, Swans were just by memory inaccurate in front of goal. So if they fix up that side of the game, they were down by quite a bit against Richmond. They, you know, at least five or six goals. So it was a great win at home last week. But I think the D's will be too strong here. But as you mentioned, probably only by a goal or two. Uh, D's got to get back to their best but let me tell you if they're off or if these players coming in are a little underdone uh, watch out for a bit of an upset yep 
Sunday afternoon, 2.10 from the MCG. Uh, it's Hawthorne and Collingwood. Ooh. This is this has actually been the game I've been waiting for for quite a while, Sam. This, this Like, I've been waiting for these two clubs because they have overachieved this season, like, more than I think what even the fan bases would have imagined. You know, Sam Mitchell in his first season, uh, Fly, you know, um, Craig McRae in his first season for the Pies. They've, they've really exceeded expectations, particularly Collingwood knocking at the door of the eight. So, really... Really excited for this game at the G. I don't know about you. I'm very excited for this one. Yeah, no, a classic contest and uh, should bring uh, another big crowd in. I reckon. Um, um, after last week's amazing crowd. Yeah, how was uh, the atmosphere? You were there last week. How was it? Painful. I mean, obviously not the result no. that you wanted. <laughs> to be honest, I should have been a bit more prepared and uh, not used to big crowd events like that. 80,000. Like, oh, it's, it's hard to think the last time that's happened. It's been so long. Oh. So I actually didn't have a tic- uh, didn't have a seat in the first quarter um, oh. because I didn't get a reserved seat. Uh, I got a walk-up in the MCC oh. and was all filled. Wow. So I didn't get a seat till half through the second quarter on the top level. <laughs> So uh, I was already stressed at the max, and then so to mix that in. Oh my god! Wow! But seeing Collingwood live, you were clearly pretty impressed with the way that they were able to handle the Blues. They just they just shut us down. Um, I know Wittering was a big loss. He was, um, but we just got bet at the contest, up and down all parts of the ground, and that's been your strength pretty much all throughout the season too. So it would have been a surprise. Yeah, def- definitely a slip up. Um, but credit to Collingwood, they l- looked good. They really looked good. Mm. Um, side bottom performing pr- pretty well. In my, what, how many seasons? Turning back the now? clock. Yeah. Right? Oh my God, how long has he been there for? Remember when he had hair? Yeah. <laughs> Gee. Well, uh, tough to tip this one. Ins and outs. Um, we'll look at uh, Hawthorne first. Gunston, Callow, Amira. Uh, Morris, Hardigan and Reeves in. McGuinness and Scrimshaw. Frost out. Frost being suspended. Uh, for Collingwood, uh, Isaac Chug in. Reef McGuinness, Trey Rusco out. Uh, oh, sorry. It's a debut for Isaac Chug. Um, and two milestones in this game for Hawthorne. Uh, we've got Liam Shields playing his 250th as well as Luke Bruce. So two wow. things to get behind. Um, Absolutely. Oh, I don't know. I just suddenly wanted to change my chip then, but I will <laughs> stick with the one I've got. Uh, I think I'm going to take the pies again, back to back. Although we're just going to see some cl- close thriller games this weekend. I reckon all the I way through. Think. I don't know if there's going to be blowouts this weekend at all. I reckon these are all going to be very close games. Yeah, it's a it's a good call. I like I like the confidence. Uh, we'll see how well that ages next week. But <laughs> I, I actually I, I I will pick this one for the upset. I'm going to go Hawthorne here. I I tipped them last week and they really let me down after beating you know a team that's in the top four in Brisbane. So look, I like the ins. I love Jaeger O'Meara. I think Jack Gunston's going to bring up a lot of structure in their forward line. They might throw him back depending on whether they have that gap with Frost, but you almost think Kyle Hardigan's a like-for-like for Frost, so they may not need to do that. They probably need that potency up forward with their scoring. I do like the Collingwood ins. I know that's an extended bench, but they are some good ins, but I'm going to tip off on here. Um, not by much, though. Again, close round. I think maybe two or three goals in it, but yeah, I like Hawthorne here. And the last game of this round 12, Fremantle play the Brisbane Lions, 5.20pm Sunday night, Optus Stadium. Why? What a cracker. Why? Why is this on a Sunday night? I don't know. (laughs) The second weekend, like, 
free. I, who was it? It was Brisbane and Sydney. They played on a Sunday night, the last game of the round, and it was one of the best games of the round. I don't know how this has happened. I just, you know, in the way that Frio are going, the way Brisbane are going, gosh, you got to have this game on a Saturday night or a Friday night or a Thursday Ooh. night. Yeah, uh, but it'll be it'll be a good crowd though. I reckon it opts. Uh, ins and outs for these teams uh, for Fremantle: Connor Blakely, uh, Ethan Hughes, Lloyd Meek, Mitch Crowd, and Nathan Wilson and Neil. Erasmus? Erasmus, I think it is, yes. Uh, Out, Heath Chapman, Matt Tabernar, Michael Walters. Uh, A few big losses for them. In for uh, the Brisbane Lions, Hugh McCluggage, Reese Matheson, Thomas Berry and Tom Fullerton. So some big ins for Brisbane as well. I don't know where to really really start with this one. Fremantle have been a shock horror for me. Just when you, you know, a few big wins and then, you know, some shock falls over. I don't know where to go with this one. I I think I will stick with the lines um, Mm. away from home. Uh, I just think, although Fremantle have pulled some rabbits out of the bag, um, I just think Brisbane are going to be a better side and they'll want to correct themselves from a, you know, a few mistakes in weeks gone by. What about you? I'm I'm in agreement. I just, I don't like those outs for Fremantle. I mean, Tabernar, you know, been a really surprisingly good forward. Heath Chapman takes the game on from half-back and then Michael Walters has just been a revelation with just turning back the clock and continuing to be really consistent and, and potent up forward too. Like, I just, none of those ins really sort of of, yeah, take out the experience of Michael Walters. So that that's the big one for me. So I agree. I think Brisbane will be too strong here despite being away from home. So, yeah, going to tip them. Well, that's round 12. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the sports desk on your Friday morning and wrapping up a big morning. Just quickly before we uh, end the show, the World Cup qualifiers over the last couple of weeks, of course, we had the Socceroos uh, play. They play next Wednesday um, a Against 4am against the UAE, uh, and massive game. It's knockout now. It's do or die for the Socceroos. They had uh, less than an impressive game yeah. against Jordan. At least we got the win, 2-1. Yep. Come from behind win. Very good. Um, but uh, it, it does terrify me when we look at, you know, our quality against these sides and wonder if we are going to crack it because we still have got to get past UAE and then a knockout game against Peru. Uh, does things... Makes things difficult, but get behind the Aussies because we won't really want to make the you know the World Cup. Don't want to miss out on all that Don't fun. Want to miss out? No way. Um, and then also the under twenty three side uh, are playing um, uh, the Asian Cup. I'm pretty sure it is. And then so they knocked off Kuwait two nil. And they also play this uh, Saturday night uh, eleven p.m. against Iraq. And next Tuesday against Jordan. And then just quickly, amazing one for Ukraine. Wow. 3-1 over Scotland. How good. Um, oh, incredible. Oh, and that's the world. <laughs> we ran out of time. The siren's blown. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, great, great result. Oh, and then to have their fans, the Scotland fans, Scotland singing fans. the Ukraine national anthem uh, with them as well. It just shows that, you know, there's more than sport. Um, uh, and incredible, incredible. And that's a good note to finish on this Friday morning and look forward to also Monday. A brand new sports desk will be uh, starting Monday, 4pm, is that right? 4pm will be the slot. James Worth and myself on that slot and we might try and sneak you in there as well, Sam. It should be a lot of fun and, yeah, looking forward to having your attendance there on uh, 4pm. So 4pm Mondays and, of course, 9am Fridays. I I like this mix. So get around us on social media. 
uh, and everything. But that wraps us up for this Friday morning. Hope you've enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you.